Welcome into episode number 42 of the Couch Potato Podcast. I uh, got a really good show today, talking a little bit of sports and then a Bachelorette Week 4 recap with the one, the only Painter Sharpless of ESPN 106.7 in Auburn, Opelika. And then a review of the movie Ma, starring Octavia Spencer uh, with... Mary Claxton Gaddy and Camille Stevens. I hope you guys have as much fun listening as I did recording. It's the Couch Potato Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 6th, here on the Couch Potato Podcast, and the UCLA Bruins have won the Women's College World Series. I picked them when it began. I told you guys that was going to happen, and it did. Uh, not to uh, toot my own horn too hard. UCLA just complete domination in the uh, in the Women's College World Series as a whole, and especially in that final series against Oklahoma, Rachel Garcia is only a junior. I found that one out. Back to back player of the year in college softball, and it looks like she's going to be around for a while. So good for her. Good for her. Maybe back to back to back. Who knows? This UCLA Bruins team, Bubba Nichols leading off. I mean, or yeah, I think hitting first, yeah. Um, just a great run by them. In the Stanley Cup final, it is two to two, heading back to Boston. Boston, the Blues, the Blues have managed to play every other game well, which is weird. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. It's weird. The Bruins just dominate games one and three, and the Blues fight back and steal games two and four. Um, the NBA Finals this season are going to be remembered as the NBA Finals where half of the Warriors team got injured. They lose Kevon Looney. Um, Boogie Cousins can barely get up and down the court because he's not in game shape because he's been injured. Klay Thompson's injured. Kevin Durant is injured. The Warriors, without really without Klay Thompson, are just not the same team. And they're not going to... They have an inability to get their own shots... Uh, outside of Steph Curry, obviously. So Steph Curry, an incredible finals performance last night. Just not enough. Just not enough. Hopefully Clay will come back. Hopefully Kevin Durant will come back and we'll get a, a real series here. But if those two guys stay injured, it's it's going to be difficult. Very, very difficult for the Warriors to win. Although this is a weird situation. Clay, Clay was declared out right before the game. So maybe with a couple more days and knowing Clay won't play, um, the coaches can figure out a, a better offense for them to run in Golden State. All right, let's get into it. First, Bachelorette Week 4 recap with Painter Sharpless. Let's do it. All right, now we're joined by uh, Painter Sharpless. Painter, thank you for being here. What's up, man? Painter, you are new yes. to the phenomena phenomenon whichever it is <laughs> of the bachelorette I'm, i am a i was until recently a, a bachelorette virgin no more no more we're on week four 
Yes, yeah, you good. have initial thoughts for the season that you'd like to share before we get into it. It is every bit as preposterous and trashy and slimy as I used to make fun of it for. I still like it. I've enjoyed the first month or so. Kind of annoyed that I didn't get a rose ceremony this week, but they're building up. I see what they're uh-huh. doing. I'm really big into Sensitive Peter. Uh, the gentleman, I believe his name is Tyler. I should know that because he's my second favorite. Yep. He danced in his intro. I think does something in construction. Maybe played football in college. Yes. So big into him. Uh, you know, the Luke uh, Luke P to me seems destined for Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Luke S kind of seems like a little bit of a bleep. I, I just, you know, and then the thing that annoys me most, uh, most recently, the drama revolving a lot around Luke P and Luke S. And it's like if only there were cameras everywhere that could have captured what happened in that altercation so that they could look at it and, you know, objectively decide who's at fault, who needs to apologize. Now, I get what you're about to say. Wait, are you being facetious about there being cameras? Everywhere? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like they're they're like, well, you know, he said and then he said and he told me you said this. And now and it's, there are cameras everywhere. Like they they know exactly what happened. They just need to look at it. But that would de- defeat yeah. the, the he said and then through the she and then back to the he, it makes it all good fun. So I like it. Uh, it's slimy. It's disgusting. It's cheap entertainment. And I'm going to keep watching. It, it's definitely one of those shows where all the criticisms for it are also all the reasons people really like it. Sure. So it's like if you just buy into all the things that people think are negative. then Embrace it. Yeah. You just embrace it. And it's an awesome show. So. There's 15 guys left when week four begins, Mm. and they go to Rhode Island. Not the destination I'd pick, but... Does it bother you at all that on The Bachelor they get to go to, like, Greece and Singapore? These These people that I don't think are cultured at all are getting these great experiences, and I'm very jealous. And then on The Bachelorette, they just go to, like, Rhode Island... Oh, oh! They don't. That's they they take better trips in oh, the yeah. in the when it's the when the it's man. the guy. Yeah. and the girls are competing for the guy. That doesn't bother me. I didn't realize that that it was different. Oh yeah, the now, guys go like all over the world. Like and and then typically the girls just bounce around the United States. The patriarchy. Back at it. Back at it. You'd think ABC would be do better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you laugh as hard as I did at her taking nine guesses? to get the uh, the no taxation without representation line correctly. Um, she's really dumb, and uh, that's part of what makes her such a All great... Right, painter. Hmm. This is a very pro-Hannah G podcast. I know you like B her. podcast. I know you like her. But you know, I mean, you know what I know, and I know that she's not the brightest bulb. Uh, she's she just, cute. She she's got good energy. Uh, she's there's a lot of things going for her. Uh, culture is not the word that comes to mind of all those descriptors, though. Did I laugh? Yes. She got it right. It took her a few tries, but she got it. How many times? Uh, can, I mean, if you miss nine questions on a fifty-question test, you're just doing okay. Like. This was just a one-question test. I feel like... I mean, that's still a B. You get an 82. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm hating a little bit, Michael. I'm hating. I'm a hater. So Jed gets the first one-on-one, and they go to to Boston. Not bad, actually, by the way. That sounds pretty fun. a great city. So they're walking around Boston, and Hannah tells the producers and the people at home that she discovered one of her new favorite pastimes is to make up facts about America. So they're walking around Boston and they keep showing her saying, you know, these these made up facts and she keeps saying them. And Jed is just like, OK, 
All that right. seems about right. Uh, being Having hailed from Alabama all my life, I, I think that's not uh, totally out of scope for folks from around here. So there's that. And then they get uh, they stop at the random Halo Top cart. And How much money did Halo Top have to give for that little plug? Because I was thinking Jake Owen probably performed from anywhere from like half an hour to an hour to be a part of that. And I bet he got at least six. You know, I'm thinking like $100,000 doesn't seem unreasonable for his level of fame and how much money that show makes. How much money did Halo Top pay for that little plug? Because uh, my significant other, big into Halo Top, I know that's like they're definitely targeting their audience. Oh, yeah. Is it 50,000, 25, 100? Like, where, where do a, we think? That's a very good question. Millions of people right, watch the show. Right. So. I think, I mean, I, I think there's a good argument that Halo Top got banged for their buck there. Well, I love it because they have this Halo Top cart and then they get the Halo Top and walk away or whatever. Don't pay for it. And. <laughs> And then immediately after, they go to a commercial, and it's the same guy. The guy who handed the actor that oh, handed them the ice cream. Shameless was plug. Was the actor in the Halo Shameless. Top they worked that out. I'm thinking that spot had to have been more than 50 grand, right? Oh, I don't, absolutely. I don't know what ABC spots are going for, absolutely. but I'm just assuming that that seems, like, that seems moderate. Also, Halo Top is like marketing to women with heartbreak. Like that, that was like the ad was like, the world is, <laughs> love is pointless. And, How many and, disgruntled uh, women are watching this? Because I think there's plenty of happy women watching this too. But I, I it mean, it's wild. And then I think maybe the highlight of the episode, they go to the Celtics practice facility and they get to play two on two again, verse two on two with Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown. I bet those guys did not expect their season to end with that. And maybe the tweet of the year coming out of the Bachelorette was from uh, one of the Barstool accounts. Who It was a video of Hannah G in the number 11 Hannah jersey knocking down like a layup. And the tweet said, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier not used to seeing number 11 make, make, basket, make clutch Yikes. baskets. Yikes. Shots little, fired little, there. Uh, little Kyrie Irving dig there. Well, I think Kyrie's going to get the last laugh because uh-huh. he's uh, ultimately the guy with the ring, the guy that stands probably to make the most money, even though it doesn't seem like the Celtics will be a part of that plan. And ultimately, I bet he gets to choose a good situation for himself. So Kyrie may be taking a little bit of a lump, a little bit of a dig there, but I like him long term. Good for good, Good for Kyrie. So then Jalen Brown and Hannah Brown go have a, a nice emotional talk mm-hmm. where Jalen Brown gives her boy advice. Uh-huh. But if you really think about this, Hannah's 24, Jalen Brown's like 21. <coughs> he, well, it's his third year in the league. He came out after his freshman year, which would make him 19 when he came out. So he's 21 or 22, and Hannah's 23, 24, asking him for... He's 22, born on October yeah. uh, 24th, 1996. And uh, yeah, well, you know, I guess the thing is there while I get your point, like, because the age thing is like, are you sure you, I mean, but two years, not a big deal. Plus, she's just looking for a guy uh, it was just uh, to odd. give her like, advice. And, you know, I mean, he's maybe he's got some perspective as a guy that's, you know, I would say famous, wouldn't you? Like he's not yeah. rock star Men famous. probably know who he is. Yeah, I think that a lot of people, especially in certain parts of the country, if you keep up with basketball or if you live in the Northeast, like you definitely know who he is. So maybe he's got some insight, some value. I, uh, I would I would like to think so. My, I just thought it was funny. Like they go sit down. And it's like this guy. This is a. I didn't think about that. Yeah, this you is pointed. essentially a child. <laughs> that you're like asking for for love advice for love advice. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's handled some fame and she's yeah, looking for I that. Mean, I don't know, but I, I hadn't thought about that till you mentioned it. 
Uh, my next note is that Hannah did a very good cartwheel. I'm not surprised about guess, that, right? I, I guess in the moment I felt like that was important to write down. Uh, well, it is sort of funny that it got your attention. And she she did all the, the she, beauty contest. Or yeah. is it not a beauty contest? It was a pageant. A pageant. Sorry mm-hmm. to those listening who may be offended by me getting the, the word sorry, wrong no there. Uh, <laughs> I guess I... Did she ever do gymnastics as like a I kid? I don't know. Was it I like assume his? she did like cheerleading or surely, something maybe. Surely. Um, I don't know why I felt like that was important to write down. but Oh, it was. So then they go to dinner and Jed can't look Hannah in the eyes. And then he tells her that music is like his one passion and blah, blah, blah. He admits to her that he was he's there to uh, advance his music career. And he says that she changed his mind about why he's on the show. Well, the also, honesty good. According the, uh, to Twitter, he's a stripper in Vegas. Huh. I mean, not Vegas, Nashville, Nash Vegas. Would you rather be a stripper in Nashville or Las Vegas? I think I think the money could be better in Vegas. I think the life would be better in Nashville. I think ultimately my personality at least would be better suited to strip in yeah. Nashville with a cowboy hat. And he's trying to uh trying to make it as a musician, so I guess that's why but yeah, someone, some girl posted on uh, Twitter and was like, I met him at my bachelorette party. And it's a picture <laughs> of like six strippers holding her. Uh, what do we think about that level of transparency saying, I joined the show for all the wrong reasons, but you have come in and changed why I'm here. Because I feel like that'd be a pretty, pretty big red flag, right? Uh, I think it's fair. Like he was uh, like in my notes i i was not happy with her for giving him a rose in that moment but i can understand now like looking back why she did because when you go on the show you don't know like they cast the show before they know who the bachelorette is and so he could have gone on the show being like i want to go for you know to help my music career or whatever and then meeting hannah and spending time with hannah he could have actually like developed feelings for her and been like i want to be here now for you instead how do we and, feel and so i do appreciate the honesty i guess how do we feel about the level of crying that's done considering that i think they're all still relatively new to one another like they haven't spent, yeah. spent that much time around each other and i know it's not unusual for contestants or people on the show to cry but i feel like there's been a lot of crying or cam writing notes to the other contestants thinking he's gonna leave was never a big uh, abc guy that guy was so corny that it was hurt it hurt yeah. to to watch him and then uh yeah i'm glad he got booted um you know, I think Luke S. is getting a raw deal from yeah. Luke P., but I'm ready for Luke S. to go to. I'm, I'm, I, I, I get why people probably feel he's been wronged, and Luke P. has certainly uh, been manipulative. But, you know, at least at least he kind of creates some excitement. Luke S. just seems like a little, you know. Bitch? Yeah. Okay. There we go. You can swear. The podcast does. <laughs> it has the illicit tag. Um, also, you can say bitch on the radio. You can. You're right about that. Uh, I wonder how it would be received in the community we're in. I think that would be quite controversial. So Jed gets a rose. All right. The next day, there's a group date where they take 13 guys to go play rugby. This is where things get heated. They brought an odd number of guys to play a team sport. Seems uh, like not the best planning. Just throwing that out there. Is that on Chris Harrison? I don't know who that's on. So it's Peter, Connor, Luke S., John Paul Jones, the GOAT, Luke P., (laughs) Grant, Dylan, Kevin, Mike Johnson, Dustin, Mateo, 
Devin, and Garrett. I'm going to keep beating this drum. One, John Paul Jones, very much like a dog. Two, John Paul Jones is Heath Ledger from 2001's A Knight's Tale. They look identical, same hair, similar body build, both very handsome, a little bit silly. Uh, John Paul Jones, I could see him going deep, really like that guy. Yeah, I think John Paul Jones is going to end up making like the top five or something. Seems likely, even though he's, he's been kind of quiet at this point, yes? Yeah, I think he's basically just going to like narrate the show for us, is basically it. He's going to be the guy they cut to who's like, this is wild. And then we'll be like, we love John Paul Jones! <laughs> yeah, he seems to be the guy that gets a lot of love without having to try. Exactly. He's just so, uh, so likable, which kind of, again, goes back to him being like a golden retriever. Um, the the shot of him at like the dead sprint with his hair back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about, and he uh, he looks great. He looks good. Uh, so they play like full contact rugby. I guess they teach him the rules and everything. And um, Luke P goes a little crazy. Are we surprised? Kevin separates his shoulder, uh. which they seem surprised by. But anytime they do any sort of a physical thing or he doesn't separate his shoulder he like sprained one of his joints or something he he seems fine but they said he was in the hospital I was like couldn't you just go to a dock in the box and like get you know that's not going to be yeah. something that's all that i think for abc they have to like cover their bases i'm sure the liability the, the liability and, of it and the drama it sounds a lot better saying he's in the hospital yeah. than saying he's at a dock in the box yeah um they got the money yeah so basically, Kevin gets injured. They're surprised, which anytime any like they do a physically a physical group date, someone gets hurt, whether it's guys or girls. And then um, and then I guess really the story of the rugby is that Luke P decides to just try to like murder everyone and everyone else is pretty much like dude, you got to calm down. Like, this is supposed to be like a friendly game. It's supposed to be about Hannah, too. It's not supposed yeah. to be. I mean, like, you want to win. You want to try hard. I think, but uh, there's a line. Yeah, you want to compete, but you don't want to look like a crazy person. He can't help himself. Yeah. Uh, he's throwing guys to the ground. He's doing just, he, he's doing the kind of stuff that you see a guy do in, in high school football games that you're like, this guy is the worst. And are you saying he's a tryhard? Yeah, that that's what I'm going for. Um, I forgot the words there. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I, I was not. I don't think really anyone was a fantasy in that. And it, it and too it, much. It, it culminates in the end where he stiff arms Luke S out of bounds. Luke S apparently is swearing at him and walking towards I mean, him. Come on, though. Like if someone did that, and I would be like, that seems like a, a, a to get sweared out of fence. Like yeah. if you're going to take it, if you're going to cross the line. You know, heat of the moment, heart heart's racing, heart's pounding. I would expect, even though I think Luke, Luke S. is a little bit of a bitch, like, I, good for him for standing his ground. Luke P. body slams him and then apparently Ugh. knees him in the head. All right, so do you have a side here? I mean, because... Oh, I totally have a side, but we're not even, like, into where the sides come into play yet. Okay. I mean... So then they show Luke P. go up to Luke S. after and give him a, a pretty half-assed apology where he says... Sure. Hey man, I'm sorry. I was defending myself. And Lucas is like, get the fuck away from me. Like, what are you doing? Um, so then they go to their cocktail party. Hand Hannah grabs Luke P first, and they talk about his actions at the rugby game, and he immediately tosses Luke S right onto the bus and blames Luke S. This is where I think the tide really starts to turn on Luke P. Um, 
he tells Hannah that Hannah or that he's been really trying his hardest, but he just had to body slam Luca. <laughs> like, that was literally like what he. It was the weirdest thing. You think as he's spewing that bullshit, he's like, oh, this is like, I thought this was going to come out okay. I realized it wasn't going to be flawless. Then he heard himself say it, and those eyes go. And he, speaking of eyes, that guy has some grade A puppy eyes. For a guy that's borderline psychotic, Yeah, he sells me. I mean, he almost ropes me back in when he hits you with those watery eyes. Like, uh. he He seems just, he, he's like oblivious to the world around him and how his actions like affect other people is he or is he just selfish and he plays it off as oblivious because i think there's a no i think he's so self-absorbed that he truly like doesn't understand like what is happening and i don't think he's ever had to compete for a girl before i mean this is the guy who literally said in college i was really attractive and was just like slaying that poo nanny yeah and then I found Jesus in, in the a shower, shower. no like, less a little bit like not only are you going the, uh, the 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 route of I've learned from my ways, but it's an interesting place. Yeah. And I like my thoughts in the shower. Great place to gather your thoughts or on the on the toilet. But I, I just don't know if I, I'm buying it. Uh, so she grabs Hannah comes in and grabs Luke S next. Uh, Mike and Luke P get into it again. Mike says that uh, I think Mike. Is a guy I wouldn't fuck with. Yeah, me either. Mike says, yeah, whatever. Um, so then Tyler, not Tyler, see, Garrett tells Hannah something emotional. Garrett from Birmingham, Alabama? Golf, uh, what is it? Is he, he's with the one of the, he started, is it Top Golf? Golf, what, 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 or is he a golf pro? Am I thinking of the right guy? Uh, kind of got the pushback brown hair. Yeah, got, no, didn't yeah. he have a rose? He looks like Tyler C. Yeah, he gets the rose on the group date. I thought it was Tyler the whole time, and then I they can were. See, yeah, I, yeah, can see I that. mean, they look alike. So Garrett gets he. he do you remember what he said? Because I like this was like sandwiched in the middle of all the Luke Luke on Luke refresh drama. Me, refresh me. I don't me. remember. That's not like I don't. I, I didn't. He pay definitely attention. seemed very anti Luke P. Like he seemed well, yeah, but blown away. I just mean by the it. conversation he had with Hannah because it, it got kind of got sandwiched into the Luke on Luke stuff. I don't remember and, exactly, and it was like that was, so. That was weird. I wonder I if Hannah. I wonder if it. Hannah feels the same way. Well, she gave him the rose. Yeah, she. But at the same time, did that over get overshadowed? I by all did. the the Luke and Luke action. So Luke P tells Luke S that he's been any he's been nothing but respectful. To that Luke part S. was the that feeds into your about. that feeds yeah. into your theory, like and kind of pushes back against my own, and that like he's so self absorbed that he doesn't have the wherewithal to be to, to have any idea of what the circumstances are and how people are legitimately like, I think they are a half step away. Someone is from throwing hands. He's like Mike. If it's anyone, it's Mike, which I hope Mike doesn't do. Cause Mike right now is setting himself up to be a pretty good candidate to be the bachelor, the first black bachelor. And, uh, if he can stick around a couple more weeks, and he's defensive of his his friends. I mean, he obviously likes Luke He seems S. mature. And, yeah. He comes across as one of the mature contestants, I and, think. And it looks like he's genuinely trying to, like, not start shit with Luke, but, like, end it. Like, just be like, like you need to stop. Yeah, and I, well, I like his take on it. It's that he's not, not seemingly going out the way mm-hmm. to antagonize anyone or to have an altercation. But he is the kind of guy that says, I will, I will not start it. But I have no problem finishing it. Yeah. And if it has to get ugly, daddy, it will get ugly. Then one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Luke P is trying to explain to uh, Mike 
something. He's like, I was just defending myself. And uh, Mike is like, you, uh, you had to defend yourself. Uh, how much from does, Luke S. Basically, he, being like Luke, Luke S. S. is so kind bitch. of a, yeah. I mean, he's sort of like of all the because most of those guys like sensitive Peter is a big enough guy, but not like super cut, yeah. you know. But most of those guys look more or less like models, you know. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're pretty trim. They're all pretty tall. Does Luke P. Speaking of being tall, because I'm a, I'm a short guy. Luke P. suffering from a little bit of little man syndrome. Oh yeah, I think. Did so. you see the photo? Uh, the I, rugby photo. I haven't yet. Where he is oh, clearly shorter than yeah. everyone. Someone pointed that out, but I haven't seen it. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send, send it to that you my way. So is he it like, is, you think he's my height or you think he's, cause I'm about five, nine on a good I day. I think he's shorter, but it's, it is hard to tell. Cause you would assume all the other guys are somewhere between six foot and six, three at this point. There's no one that really towers over anyone else. Um, and I he's would a really, he's one of the most fit dudes. Luke so without, P? yeah, without, oh, he's a without wide, him standing next guy, to anybody, yeah. I think he can kind of look bigger than he is until you get the, but rep. even like Luke S like towered over him in this episode. I, yeah. I didn't think about that. You're right. He did so, when they were standing next to each other talking after mm-hmm. Luke P had gone in and thrown him under the yeah, bus. Again. Said he, yeah. A second time said he was going to make things right or, or at least kind of acted as if he would. I don't know if he said he would. Uh, you're right. Uh, so then pilot Pete, I thought had a, had another good little show. Sensitive Peter. I'm sorry. Had a good little showing <laughs> there uh, on the group date also. And then Garrett, like we said, gets the group date rose, cut to commercial, come back, and she's crying on a pier about Luke P. Um, this is that also, bothered me. That annoyed me. Yeah, they, they keep doing that with her, but I don't think it really does her justice. To be honest, I don't think it's that fair to her. It makes I think it makes her seem like super overly dramatic. But which is what they probably are going for. Correct. Um, you know, do you think that's do you think they're asking her to play it up, or do you think she really just can't control herself? I mean, I think she's probably like thinking about it and I think they took her, I mean, I think they take her to the dock early and they are like, can you just like sit here? And then they're like, this is probably really hard for you and basically like make her cry and then <laughs> just they, haze her. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you make someone think and then I think there is an actual pressure associated with being on a show where this many people are weighing in yeah. and watching, like I'm sure she's just getting a shitload of criticism constantly. And like people like me who don't know her are well, calling her dumb, you know, and it's like, you know what you signed up for, but I don't know if that necessarily makes it easier to deal with, to get that level of criticism. Yeah. Cause you go from being relatively unknown to joining uh, the bachelor, I guess she gets some fame and now she's, I mean, I would say for right now it may fade, but she's kind of famous in well, this moment. The show has already been taped. It's not taped like each week, but but my point okay. my point is like a year or two yes. ago she was a normal person went to Alabama then she joins was it with Colton I guess yeah and she gets some notoriety through that but I would say at that point it's not really famous and now like she's the main star yeah. of the show so and I think kind of famous the the Miss USA pageants probably prepared her a little bit doing that because I guess you're you know famous in a small circle mm-hmm. there but yeah I, I don't disagree with that. I think and I just am trying to like push back sure, against the idea because I've been kind of mean to yeah. her. And it's like, if I was in her shoes, yeah, it's I, probably harder than I realized. I think she's doing much better than a lot of people thought she was going to do on her season. Um, was I, uh, I do want to go back for a second. Luke P trying to explain what happened <sighs> and literally saying, I don't really remember. Oh. And then here's what happened. And then one of the other guys saying, I thought you just said you didn't remember. And then you just like 
now you're telling us what happened. He's like, well, now that you say that, I do remember. And then all the guys were like, fuck this and got up and left. Like, it's that kind of stuff that I'm talking about. He just seems oblivious to the world around him. And he seems like he genuinely has a problem with lying. Like, we saw him lie constantly throughout the last episode. The second one-on-one, it goes to Tyler C. And I didn't think he really could have handled this any better. Oh, Um, yeah. He came away... Maybe I think this was like the episode for him where he yeah. really emerges because not only did he show a sensitive side, but he apparently was able to support her. And I mean, he's, you know, hot guy. What, what else could you ask for? <laughs> when he speaks, he sounds- I'm afraid he's going to forget the back half of his sentence before he gets done. With the I had the same conversation, very similar conversation with my significant other because we were like, they both don't seem like. They're very bright, but they both would make a beautiful, dumb child. So for that but, reason, they're perfect for each other. But here's the thing. I don't think Tyler C. is necessarily dumb. I mean, he was a co- college quarterback at Wake Forest and FAU. Does he have his own business or is he just because like what, he's a general contractor? So I don't know if he owns his own business, but still, I mean, being you have a to general have some, contractor. Yeah. I mean, that's not easy. You can't. Yeah. Messing up could really catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, he went to Wake Forest, which is a very good university. Like, it's something about his voice makes him sound. And maybe the uh, way he looks, uh, yeah, it just makes him sound so dumb. Well, he, he played, he, I mean, I think he's been a jock all his life. So you That's can't true. help but associate that a little bit with him, even if it's unfair. So she is really upset about Luke P. Um, they, like, sit on a pier or dock mm-hmm. or whatever. He, like, comforts her and he's like does whatever one of the things for me is she was like i really didn't want this to be like this like or like this date to be like this i'm really sorry and he says something like oh no it's fine blah blah and i was sitting there like you know what the response to that should have been he should have been like um i mean to be honest i really didn't want you to be like this either (laughs) because i feel like she would have laughed and been like yeah no i mean i'm sure like i'm sure you didn't want me to be sitting here crying about another guy at the same time while that would have been a good response and a funny one i think he handled it with a lot of grace and really his personality is just different than mine he was just trying to be there and comfort her i probably would have tried to like make her laugh or something and it was uh i thought he did a great job it worked out for him yeah he he was there for um Again, the only like I felt like he was one step away from being like, we can just like go like watch a movie if you don't want to go lobster trapping. Like it's not like we're bound is, to yeah, this. I, I mean, wonder what the producers there or you know, whoever makes it if they were if he just audible and they were like, No, you can't and he was like, eh, my world, you're living in it. I'm pretty sure it's her like it's all her decision. Um I, wonder how I, they I don't know. On Maine. Well, because there was what? I wonder why they settled on Maine, like why that was Rhode the thing Island. to do. Oh, was it Rhode Island? Okay. Why? Why was why Rhode know. Island? Why? You know, it d- doesn't sound yeah, awful. It does seem strange. If it was, I mean, it is beautiful, but still. And the time of the year was probably not cold, but it was actually probably really chilly. Yeah, yeah but I think decent. Not they they were wearing sweaters and yeah. I don't know. It, it is does seem kind of strange. Um, so they go lobster trapping. He opens up about his pops. Were you confused about whether pops was his dad or his grandpa? I can. I would have assumed that was his dad. Uh, Pops is the name that my brother called. He called his, I don't call him this, but he called him Pops. So I usually associate that with the dad, but did, was it actually about his grandfather? Did, no, I, it, did it, I misunderstand it that? Was, I think it was about his dad. I thought so too. I thought I, I thought that was the, the conversation. Um, And so his dad gets sick and whatever, and then they were watching Hannah and he was like, you got to go on the show. This could be your wife. 
And yeah, sounds like a good story too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I think some creative liberties could have been taken, while some of that also could be true. Because I, I don't imagine he lied about his father being sick, but the whole, you know, go on it. This could yeah. be your moment. I mean, good timing on his part. Capitalize if you can. Um, he says he's not on the show for. He it's like he's not on the show for her. He's on the show for pops, which I guess is like weird, but she seems to appreciate it. Um, I thought he had a great date. He gets a rose, obviously. Then they get their private concert from Jake Owen, like you said. Lastly, the cocktail party. Um, so they before the cocktail party, Luke P makes a speech about how everyone should be honest, and this is about this is all about Hannah and all that stuff and all the other guys are like, fuck you. I mean, that was an, an odd is, level. This of, is what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like he of, is just a, like, he doesn't understand how that comes across coming out of his mouth. I, don't, I mean, I, I think he, but that was tough to hear. I mean, even, even if you knew that was like, if someone came up to him, you know, one of the producers were like, you should do this. You, you should stir the pot. I would be surprised if he was like, yeah, you know, but for him to come up on that on his own is startling. Um, sensitive Peter asks, man. asks Hannah to be his girlfriend. And I think she says move. yes. It's a good move on I his part. That worked was, really well for him. I mean, sensitive Peter is just killing it right now. <laughs> My dude. He is. He's having a great couple weeks here. Yeah. I, I think sensitive Peter really, you know, I, he crushed it, no doubt. Because he didn't get a rose, did he? He just really, I think, no. did himself some favors for the long yeah, run. Yeah, he did not get but a I rose. But I don't think that... I mean, he, he's got one. He's he's going to ha- get oh, one yeah, for he, next week. He game. should feel good going into next... He, he's well, in I guess no it's, is it two weeks away? Because of the NBA Finals? Will, will that be on instead it's of... on Tuesday. They're okay. airing The Bachelorette okay. on Tuesday. Cool. Um, okay, so this is when Mike tells Luke P off. And then Luke P... Thinks nothing's his fault. <laughs> he says, oh, yeah. He says, <laughs> Luke P says he hasn't done anything negative or disrespectful. Th- those are the two adjectives he uses. Mike asks what everyone is thinking. Quote, you had to defend yourself against Luke S? Question mark. Which, if you're Luke S, and I don't know if Luke was actually there for that comment. I can't remember. Luke S, he wasn't. This is when I think Luke S was talking. I Hannah. believe you're right. Or at least it was framed that way. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember him being in the room during mm-hmm. that conversation. But it would have been even better if Luke was. This is when because uh, I don't think Mike meant it as an insult. But like you can't say that without kind of implying that he's a little bit of a, of a bitch, right? Like <laughs> at least compared yeah, I mean, to the rest of the room. And then Luke, because Luke is, Luke as you is mentioned, jacked. a pretty big dude, yeah. or not tall, but but jacked. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Luke S was as big as he is. Like in my notes, it literally says Luke S is tiny, and Luke P is jacked. Um. This is the part when Luke P goes and sits on the couch next to Tyler and Tyler like scoots all the way over to the edge and is like trying to lean away from from Luke P. Do not bring your bullshit over here. I don't even want that to be associated Uh, with me. Mike stands up for Luke S and tells Luke P to come after him if he's going to go after anyone. He says Luke P won't do it because he's threatened by Mike. Luke P says he's not threatened by anyone. That was a little dramatic. Uh, Luke S. calls out Luke P. Oh, because Luke P. said that... Luke P. said that Luke S. is only here to promote his tequila company. (laughs) And Luke S. is like, the tequila company doesn't even exist yet. 
That was funny. I have to say that that was some next level manipulation. And then Luke S is like, do you really think that you can't think that? Oh, this is the other thing is that Hannah was like, well, Luke P said, you never talk about me. You only talk about your tequila business. And if I'm Luke S, I would look at her and be like, look, I don't want to be rude, but I don't want to talk about you to the other guys who are also dating you. Like, I don't want to sit around and be like, I really like Hannah. How much do you like Hannah? How did y'all's conversation go? It did come off as a little bit narcissistic. Of her to say that? I think. I mean, I I think she didn't intend for it to, but it's also like, what do you think that they just don't have any other conversation that doesn't involve you? Now, I can see how if she felt like he never had anything to say. Like Luke P is like, I I wouldn't be surprised if all he talks about is Hannah. Like, because like that's, you know what I mean? Because he's so obsessive. It's almost a little weird. And yeah. So Luke S calls out Luke P. Luke P admits he doesn't believe Luke S is here for the wrong reasons. And this is when Garrett tells Luke P to go tell Hannah that he was what he said was incorrect. I guess not. not you, basically, like, you don't have to be like, I was lying, but you got to go tell her like you were wrong. What you said was not true. Uh, Luke P goes back in and says that Luke S said that uh, Luke S like asked him to go like, uh, I don't even know. What do you call it? Like talk him up basically. Like that's what Luke P says. Yeah. He makes it sound as if he, it was like a pity move yeah. or the, and really what he wanted was for him to say to, to write the wrong that he had just done by throwing yeah. him under the bus. And instead he adds another layer. And the thing is, I can understand Hannah not knowing exactly which way to go, but you've got enough evidence now of knowing Luke P is kind of a psycho. And so it's like, you should I probably don't not be See, believing him. Here's the thing though, is we know so much more than she does. Well, so we, we get both, we get her perspective and, and we get the perspective, perspective when they're not with Correct. her. And she doesn't. So it's like, in her shoes, she just thinks that she's in the middle of this Luke S. Luke P. thing. She doesn't know about all the stuff going on behind the scenes. Oh, that's great. And so I can see why it could be confusing for her. So then Hannah confronts Luke S. Um, I actually thought that Luke S. handled this pretty well. Um, he, uh, I thought Luke S. handled this pretty well. He comes in. He says, did did you go just tell her that? And Luke P is like, yeah. And all the other guys are like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. I mean, not only did he seemingly, like we said, throw him under the bus, he acted as if he was going to go try to remedy Correct. the situation. And he definitely made it worse. And all the guys are, uh, <laughs> all the guys are basically like, dude, we were all sitting right here. That's not what happened. And, uh, someone says, quote, I've never disliked anyone more in my life. End quote. <laughs> Uh, so then Hannah comes back in. She asks both Luke S. and Luke P. to come talk with her. And the show ends. No rose ceremony. They're keeping us waiting. Something to look forward to after yes. the NBA Finals, though. We might get two rose ceremonies next week. Shut the front door. Painter, who's your front runner right now? Sensitive Peter, although I do believe he'll make the top four. I don't think Sensitive Peter wins it. He's too good of a candidate, too good of a guy. Uh, she will not pick the good guy. She will pick someone who will ultimately let her down. So Sensitive Peter goes deep. He's my favorite. I don't think he's the winner. Do you have a bachelor front runner? Um, I like Tyler a lot. I think he has a chance to make it deep. 
Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's standing at least to the finale. Uh, my front runner right now is Tyler with Sensitive Peter right behind him, and either Mike C or Sensitive Peter or Mike J or Sensitive Peter will be the Bachelor. I love it. I love hearing Sensitive Peter going deep. Painter? Yes. Thank you for joining me today. My man, I enjoyed it. I hope this isn't the last time. No, definitely not. Thank you again to Painter Sharpless for joining us to talk about The Bachelorette. And now for something completely different. Yeah, we're going to talk about Ma next. I'm joined by Mary Claxton, Gaddy, and Camille Stevens for this one. There are spoilers in this review, so if you don't want to listen to spoilers for the movie, go ahead and turn it off. Skip to the end. This is the end of the podcast. This is the last segment, so if, if you don't want to hear spoilers, bail out now. Just bail now. I'll go ahead and tell you the news beforehand. Uh, tomorrow, there's going to be reviews up for X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and for The Secret Life of Pets 2. Seeing both of those tonight, I'll have reviews for you guys tomorrow. If you don't want to hear spoilers for Ma, bail out now. All right, here it is, Ma. All right, now we are joined by Mary Claxton and... Camille for uh, a review, a, a critique, not really a critique. We're not movie critics, but we're talking about the movie Ma. Uh, Ma is a movie featuring Oscar winner Octavia Spencer, who stars as Sue Ann, a loner who keeps to herself in her quiet Ohio town. One day, she's asked by Maggie, a new teenager in town, played by Diana Silvers, to buy some booze for her and her friends and Sue Ann sees the chance to make some unsuspecting, if younger, friends of her own. She offers the kids the chance to avoid drinking and driving by hanging out in the basement of her home. But there are some house rules. One of the kids has to stay sober, don't curse, never go upstairs, and call her Ma. But as Ma's hospitality starts to curdle into obsession, what began as a teenage dream turns into a terrorizing nightmare, and Ma's place goes from the best place in town to the worst place on earth. The movie is rated R. On Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 59%. The critics' consensus, Octavia Spencer's performance overpowers many of Ma's flaws, but uneven pacing and a labored story keeps this thriller from fully realizing its unhinged potential. The audience gave it a 67%. Uh, on IMBD, it has a 6.1 out of 10. Mary Claxton, I'll let you have the floor. Do you have a score, or do you just want to give us your thoughts? The movie was an hour and 39 minutes long also, so keep that in mind. I don't know if it felt longer or shorter than that. It just Oh my gosh, that movie felt just it, it absolutely just, incredibly it just longer. Was like, it, it was bizarre. I don't, I don't really have a clear score for it, quite honestly. It just... Uh, probably lower than anything that you just said, so... <laughs> Camille, do you agree? Oh, I for sure agree. <laughs> I would say, I don't know, 45, 50, max. Well, I think Octavia Spencer did really well in it, so maybe I would give it, like, in the 50s. I think Octavia gives it the first 40 points. And then True. the rest is like, meh, 10, maybe. <laughs> I would say it felt shorter, though, than the hour 39 minutes, because I feel like nothing really happened. So. Yeah, I, I it, thought this movie dragged on. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought it was short. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it just kind of went on and on and on, and it was just Ma buying uh, the kids alcohol, and then all of a sudden it shoved you off a cliff at the end there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You agree mm-hmm. about I don't... I thought the script was awful. Yeah. Um, it's listed as a psychological thriller. I thought it was neither psychological nor thrilling. Um, there's some some character development, but, you know, Sue Ann, Ma, whatever you want to call her, Octavia Spencer, snaps in the middle. And I felt like that wasn't really explored. It was just like like it was a moment but they didn't like make it a moment in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they didn't emphasize a lot of things that were major plot points later in the movie. Like when she's pushing the girl in the wheelchair and is like mm-hmm. helping the girl on her first day of school, like you don't really that that that's all you see of her until you get halfway through the movie and yeah. all of a sudden I actually liked that though. I no, I did too. I I'm, I'm just saying that they didn't really develop it. It was like she saw her for 5 minutes at school and then all of a sudden she was the kid locked upstairs in the attic and like not the attic, but you got what I'm saying. Yeah, but I liked that. It, it kind of like it was a, supposed to be a surprise kind of letting the whole thing come full circle. Um b- what what else? Well, we can start at the beginning. Octavia Spencer was fantastic. Uh, she carries the movie without a doubt. Um, definitely the best actor, actress in the movie. Uh, Diana Silvers as Maggie, I thought she did a good job. I disagree. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, I think this movie was so poorly written that yeah. a lot of the parts that... Like, a lot of what, I guess, what hamstring actors is, is the bad script. I mean, with what she was given, I thought she did pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they spent all the money on getting Octavia Spencer in the movie. Yeah. And then they were like, eh, we'll see how it goes. Like, the premise was good, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so if they went and, like, storyboarded it, I, yeah. I think they probably, like, I can see why it got made. But, I mean, some of the lines, you're just like, what? And even some of the ones that's, like... The teenagers that you think are, like, just being awkward, or, or that, the, like, that's what you're supposed to think. It's just like it's not even awkward. It's just kind of like what? Like, there's one part at the beginning when, um, the character Haley, played by McKaylee Miller, walks up to, uh, um, Maggie and says something like, oh. "You're new. You transferred here, um, in, in the middle of February," or like. She Whatever. Like basically dissects her like character. Sure, as and, a and then the next line is just Maggie repeating what the other girl said. Yeah, it's literally. Yeah. I moved here. My name is Maggie. I, I just moved here. I transferred here from like you didn't yeah. answer any of the questions the other girl asked, and you just repeated what she said. And I thought that was kind of uh, that that really set the tone for me. Also, the character Stephanie is mentioned that Stephanie's throwing a party at the beginning. Kind of kicks off the whole movie. Then Stephanie can't host the party because her mom sucks. And then Stephanie's just like not a character again for the rest of the movie. So shout out Stephanie's mom for just like, I guess, kicking isn't her out that, of the movie. But isn't that whose bracelet yeah. she stole? Oh, Correct. She, yeah. So she's okay. in the movie, but like. She's in the movie for 0.2 seconds yeah, to exactly. recognize the bracelet and have the mean girls moment of, oh, I love your bracelet. And then she all of a sudden leaves. I'm glad you got that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she like all of a sudden leaves. You don't even, you see her for 0.2 seconds at her own party. Cause mm-hmm. she makes Maggie take the shot. Yep. 
And then, which is drugged. And then she's just gone. But her bracelet is on yeah. Ma's wrist. So I did like the mean girl's little attribute there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does. We've, we've talked about this off of uh, off air, I guess, off, off mic. And uh, it does set itself up well for sequels or prequels. Basically, just another movie. Do you think they'll do it though? Like, do you? Think I can't the imagine this movie. I can't imagine on, the yeah. movie's going to make an, enough money. Yeah, I don't think I so saying. either. I mean, I, they need Camille. one to explain the plot holes. Yeah, Camille, do you have a, a score or a grade? Forty-five, fifty. Yeah, I'm giving it a forty-five. Also, yeah, um, Octavia Spencer, I thought did an awesome, awesome job. Luke Evans, um, you might know him as Gaston. Oh, true, true. He plays uh, one of the kids' dad. I thought he did fine. I thought yeah. he kind of echoed what uh, maybe a small town dad would do in the situation based on other movies we've seen. Not that I know any small town dads, but um, yeah, I, I thought he did fine. I thought his, his character was pretty good, but... They could have developed his character a lot they more. They could have developed any yeah. of the characters. None of the yeah. characters get developed. They like also, half except, develop him and then they're like, yeah, that's enough, I guess. They, yeah, they, they also, develop Octavia Spencer's character... And that's about it. Maggie gets developed a little Maggie bit. Maggie gets developed as like the smart girl protagonist because you have to have someone that's like against, for lack of a better word for it, like you have to have someone that's like against Ma. But then they don't like after Ma hits Mercedes with the car, she's just dead in the street. Okay, that was we, the other thing. We didn't what? hear anything about her. We didn't hear anything about what's his face's dad, who she just like did a blood transfusion with the dog's blood on and, and my yeah. most important thing we didn't find out if the dog made it yeah with i'm Merce- heated with mercedes too ma in the grocery store with maggie's mom was like oh like i that's why i yeah. took out mercedes she was for like, you and, and then to she think, just like walked out the door and, and to was like, think yeah, sure. i took care of that problem for yeah. you or that what mercedes she said for you. yeah and then the mom like just walks out and like does it does she just yeah. not hear it does it i do- mean this movie was this movie was bad yeah. Uh, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, don't waste your money going to see it. <laughs> don't waste your time seeing it. I mean, unless you want like a kind of campy horror movie. I feel like it's going to turn not, into... Like, it's I, not a horror movie. It, it, no parts of it were... Right. There's like a few jump scares, kind of. Uh, if you want to marvel at someone's... It's like watching a really, really, really good basketball player on a really bad team. Yeah. Like... Like yeah. Octavia Spencer did an awesome job, and everything else really about Just the was, movie sucked. Yeah, yeah. A, a few of the other actors had their moments, but I mean, it. it Not really. I feel like though there are enough like funny-ish moments where. It but was here's just the like, thing: is we walked out and we're like, we don't know if they were supposed to be funny. But I feel like people are going to like, for whatever reason, want to watch it again, and I feel like it's going to turn into one of those campy things that like people want to watch again like there's going to be like a cult following of this movie i feel like i don't there's not enough part that's thrilling the the part that's supposed to be like the thriller part i don't think it's for the sake of the movie though i think it's because of like the plot line that could have been and also octavia spencer i don't know if that makes sense part is like more uncomfortable than it is like actual scary god i couldn't watch it it makes you cringe and then you're unhappy about it but you're not some of the sound effects in the movies in the movie also the sounds were unnecessary and a lot of parts T- there was a scene where a woman is giving a man a blowjob, and they don't show you it, but you can hear it. Everything. Not good. I mean, I was more referring to a Selling girl getting her job. lips 
sewn together, but that was also not pleasant. Yeah, but I, I couldn't mean, tell which one was worse. Uh, they were just both incredibly uncomfortable. It was like that, that. That bar was weird to me too. They spent like five seconds on it. They spent like five, uh, it was like the whole th- kidnapping and thrilling part was four minutes long. Yeah, that was it. Within fifteen minutes, her mom had found her, and everyone was saved. Yeah, but then at the end, when they're all like outside of the burning house, like the girl with her lips sewn mm-hmm. shut is still trying to like talk to people, and she's just walking around like because <laughs> they don't like. In, in okay. real life, like that girl would have woken up and her mouth would have flown open. She would have yelled like and she her whole have, mouth would have. I, I she would have like ripped her lips open. The she way that like, they no, do. The way that they do the the lip sewing, which is a little nitpicky, I will say, but they uh. They do it on like that literal lip, not like the part above the lip. And I, I, I was with Camille on this one. I feel like if they sewed your literal lips together, if you just pulled, it would just rip your lip. It, and, and then you could speak again. So I, I don't know. It in theory should have, but they probably just didn't really. Also, should we talk about how the kids, when they were reaching with their arms behind their heads. They couldn't they undo couldn't, the leashes. They were, yeah, they were literally leashes. And like, I get the symbolism there because they talk a bunch of times about how Octavia Spencer thinks that men are dogs or whatever. But I mean, it, it was just ridiculous. And they never said like the the little girl, not the little girl, but um, Her daughter. Jeannie. Yeah. Jeannie was supposed to... Uh, have been taking the medication to make her sick, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I guess we're supposed to imply that she, or we're supposed to infer that she stops, and that's why she like gets better there in the last twenty minutes of the movie. That's what I got because they show her like taking the pills and doing the mouth open thing. That was at night, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but it was like, but she, yeah. but she looked better. I I, see, I don't know. This is I one of the things. That, is I feel like, like it was just one of those things that it was like, if any like of the producers or writers of the movie were to address that question, they'd be like, "Oh, it was adrenaline." I don't know. Yeah, that was something like they like they like needed that to happen, they ne- but they didn't know right. how to like go about it. I guess so. They just didn't really explain it. It just happened, yeah. and you were supposed to go with it. Yeah this this was not a good movie. <laughs> and the more we talk about it, the the lower I want the score go. I'm shocked that it's as high as it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's Octavia Spencer. That's it. Yeah. She but I mean, even so. Someone said it was like as scary as like Riverdale is or something like that. And I think that it just w- wasn't even as scary as that. Like there was zero suspense there, at all. You knew exactly what was going to happen too from the previews. Like there was no part of like the scary part say, that I didn't this, know about. Right. And the scary part was what we saw in the commercial. Yeah. Like that's what they took the whole yeah. commercial from was from the five minutes of scary. Other than that then they painted the boys face white. I mean I guess that was surprising. But that was funny. Like, <laughs> I mean yeah, I, I like, laughed. That was like a that boy was the... lucky in the grand scheme of all the torture. Yeah. Like what? He got a little bit of chemicals on his face? Like sure. he, all he has to do is wipe it off. It's it's like I feel like this uh and, and there's no wrap up at the end. Nope, just ends. No, she she does go upstairs and lay but with... But that's not even a wrap-up. Like, you don't find out what corpse. happens to everyone. I just... This was bad. I, I can't stress it enough. This this has quickly taken the cake for uh, the lowest rated movie, surpassing Godzilla from the Couch <laughs> Potato podcast. <laughs> we went from best with Rocket Man to yeah, now for worst. Real. Oh, my gosh. I actually had decently high hopes for this movie because Octavia Spencer is such a good actress. 
And she must be pissed. I just, <laughs> I really thought that it was going to be scary. How, how do you, they must have played her, paid her an exorbitant amount yeah. of money for her to have read this script well, and then gone and done the movie. Yeah. Well, because this is not like an editing issue. Like the no, movie gets the whole problem. That's whole true. Thing. However, in, I, saw this headline somewhere where she is apparently like this particular character is one of the first uh, feature roles for an African-American woman in a like thriller horror whatever you want to call it movie like this I don't remember where I read that but that's Look, probably that, part of the reason that okay she took that's the fine role. and dandy but so, how can you read I know, I like know. how can you read that script and be like this is gonna be good like, it's not. You know it. You know the story has pacing issues. You know that it's slow. How long was that slow? An hour? Slow for an hour? Nothing happens. For Yeah. There, there, are, are, little pieces, just, there are little bits and pieces that make the last 30 minutes, like, come together. But it's not worth it. it but, but it happens for an hour. But then, right. like, why not extend the torture part for, like, Five like more shorten, <laughs> shorten the hour part yeah. to... 45 minutes and then extend the torture part from seven minutes to 40 minutes. Like the whole scene with her getting the beer for the other people and them throwing it in her car. Like that's yeah. kind of unnecessary. They could have done I mean, literally it, anything else. Sad. Yeah, but I guess it like yeah, adds I mean, to her character. Yeah. That's what it's. They, they yeah, cared but, about one character right. and it was Ma, right? Yeah. Which is fine. Not really. I wouldn't say it's But fine. it's like you don't. Like the, the people we're supposed to care about are, are the other people. Yeah. One of them was named Jazz. I thought it was Chaz. Whatever. <laughs> like, wh- how am I supposed oh, to care like, about a character wait, named Chaz? He's the, he's, he's the one that she made strip naked and yeah, then, then pointed a gun at him. And then she shot the cop with the same gun. And then she Great ironed job, him. Mary Claxton. I'm proud of you for picking up on that. Okay. I mean, this, this okay, was just come bad. on. Um, while you guys are here, have you guys seen uh, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix? No, no but I really want to watch I it. I thought about wow. watching it Did you night. watch it already? Yeah, I did. I watched it last night. Don't Should I watch it, it tonight? Uh, quick review on that. 87 out of 100. Okay. Really? Um, Randall Park is funny. Ali Wong does a good job. I'd highly recommend watching it. Was I think you'll both like very Ali much Wong, like so it. Better than Booksmart or worse? I don't think it was as good as Booksmart. Oh, I don't know. Camille I hated Booksmart. I hated it. it yeah, I yeah. still haven't seen Booksmart. Don't watch it. I just I just don't agree with that at all. You are like the minority in that. Sorry. No, you're good. I'd give it up. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the movie, (laughs) but uh, given our options tonight, I don't think it was terrible. Well, it was pretty bad. That was our best option. Well, I would have rather seen. I still would pick that over Brightburn. Yeah, that's true. Well, we don't know yet. Brightburn might have been good. Are you gonna go see it? I'm gonna watch it at some point. I don't know if I'll do a full review on it or anything like this. I'm not sure I'll spend money to go see it, but we'll see. I'm intrigued by the premise. Yeah. So. I'll listen to your review on that if you do. Oh, I won't watch it. Blessed. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. Always. Thank you to uh, all the guests we had today. Painter, Mary Claxton, and Camille. All for joining me for this episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. We are creeping up on episode 50, so I have to do something huge for that. Not really sure what it's going to be. A big movie review is coming tomorrow. I'm not really sure what else. Don't know what we're going to do next week. I know this has been a movie-heavy summer, so maybe I'll try to branch out a little bit. Probably not. We'll see. Goodbye.
It's the Couch Potato Podcast. <laughs>